The new year is here, we've got to rebrand and build a new site. Yeah, that's the plan. So we'll talk about the things that are new. Starting a project, well, what should you do? Well, now go around and talk about how to go from point A to B. Let's play it Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. It's already been a hell of a year. <laughs> it's already been two years. Uh, it's already been a whole year. Listen, uh, I aged yes. five years last year. You yep. can you can see it in my wrinkles. Uh, say, so you know, has no wrinkles on her forehead right now. And uh, she says it's, it's pointing to it. Versus me, wrinkles galore. Uh, you should see my skincare routine now. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. Not about skincare and our life problems. So we're here to talk about tech. <laughs> Today's topic is... Building a projects. project. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, we wanted we to do? talk about getting started on new projects, side projects, projects for work. Um, basically, both of us have been kind of like in a in a active side project mode. And also we're f building a new tools day site. So we thought that it would be cool to talk about getting started and some of the yeah. tools that we use or technologies that we're thinking about and like, you know, how, how we get started. I feel like we haven't really talked yeah. about this in a while. Yeah. And some of you might be in the entrepreneurial spirit as well. So <laughs> I think with COVID sitting home, I've been like kind of, Bored and into mood. some new. I'm bored. Bored in the house. In the house. Bored in the house. Bored in the house. Bored. Bored in the house. Bored. Okay. Anyway, uh, we want to also thank our new sponsor that we have this year. New year, new sponsor. Hello. Give a warm welcome to the show's sponsor, Red Hat. Build here. Go anywhere. You can get free access to countless benefits to help you drive your career with Red Hat developers. Speaking of being entrepreneurial, you'll discover a full portfolio of app development products and tools for creating enterprise software built on microservices, containers, and the cloud. And you'll find everything from downloads to developer how-tos and getting started guides to tutorials, videos, books, and newsletters. You can access the contents, the gated contents of Red Hat customer portal at developers.redhat.com slash about. So those are a lot of awesome free resources and tools. Check them out at developers.redhat.com slash about. To spell it out, it is developers, D-E-V-E-L-O-P-E-R-S dot, Red Hat is R-E-D-H-A-T dot com slash about, A-B-O-U-T. Your uh, ability to spell while reading is much better than I would have 100% <laughs> misspelled that. Uh, um, you know, honestly, uh, I think we take for granted how, um, like, if you're a native English speaker, like, we take yeah. for granted spelling sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's some weird words out there. There's like, some... tough. Tough is a weird word to spell. Tough? Why is it T-U-F-F? Anyway. Right? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I guess it, I guess it is. A tough a of uh, fur is... Tough. Anyways, tuft. never mind. Let's just move on. Um, uh. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I think if you've been listening to the past few shows, you know that Chris has been working on a side project and we were just kind of like chatting about our goals for 2021 with that. Yeah. 
Um, I think, you know, the first step is to have goals. That's a good first, first step. To have goals. Yes, have your goals. Because <laughs> um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So uh, I have a I have a couple things in the oven, as they say. Uh, a couple of pies in the oven, fires. Wait, what, what is the idiom here? Whatever it is. A couple of buns in the oven? Like, that's usually a, a baby. Buns. <laughs> Okay, well, clearly my mastery of idioms is not. You got a couple uh, of eggs topical. in the basket. Okay, let's just move on. Uh, it's fine. It's it's toughs, not it's toughs, not toughs. I'm just on a roll right now. Anyways, uh, so um, I am trying to release a new app. I, I um, you know, in the next two months or so, and I thought it'd be kind of a fun metric for me to say. All right, what are some reasonable metrics I can see, uh, reasonable or kind of lofty, um, in terms of what I would consider a you know success. Uh, or smashing success, maybe. And so I kind of said to myself, all right, I want 5,000 paying customers by the end of the year. So that gives me about 10 months post-launch to kind of do a um, uh, marketing funnel, I guess, to, to, towards it. And I guess I guess I'll see from there. I, I, I've never launched a product before, so I, I get nice. of my own, you know? So I don't know what that, what, I don't know what that means. And so it will be a, a big learning experience for me along the way, I suppose. Yeah, um... I actually have been reading this book. It's it's by Peter Levels, who uh, did Nomad List and Remote okay. OK and a bunch of other startups. And he wrote a book about like bootstrapping your own products and like being the person to build them and sort of like doing yeah. it without VC. And honestly, it's I like the book a lot. It's very straightforward. Yeah. It's like to the point. It's short. It's like a Kindle book. And um, okay. it kind of like energizes me and jazzes me up to build stuff. Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's a good resource i i like it a lot and i'm not one to like encourage spending all your money on business development to, like yes. books and stuff you know courses like just build the thing but that's mm -hmm. exactly what this book is about it's just like just build the thing yeah. um and you know I you mentioned having your sort of realistic and then lofty goals i think both are really important like the biggest thing that will help you achieve any goal is micro slicing tasks to get you yeah. somewhere. So having goals along the way to any larger goal, yeah. I think is super critical. And like the biggest thing is understanding where you want to go, which is hard. Yeah. Understanding where you want to go. Speaking of books, I'll say one more book recommendation for this. I saw this recommendation from uh, Joel, the guy who runs egghead.io. Egg mm. um, it's called, uh, it's called badass making users awesome uh, by Kathy Sierra um, and it's around like why do some products do better than other products given equal pricing promotions perceived quality um, and really cool book it's really easy to read um, it's got pictures in it great for me um, and uh, yeah also I recommend it <laughs> recommend you it, know uh, I think you... that UX is a really big part of that like, yeah. I know products that are far worse than their counterparts that have better UX and do much better. For example, Robinhood. I think Robinhood is not the best investing app. It has limited features, but it is also by far bad. the best UX <laughs> of any investing app that I've seen. And so, yeah. like, if you compare them, it's just, like, super interesting. And I think that's true for anything. I, like, I'll recommend another book. This is our book club. Um, <laughs> Steve Krug's Don't Make Me Think is the best UX book I've ever read. And it mm -hmm. is very much about how to simplify your UI, how yeah. to be user focused. Um, so if you are a developer and you're not a UI designer, mm -hmm. read that book. 
If you're a yeah. UI designer, you probably already read that book at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think it's super critical in how you lay out your user mm -hmm. flow and how you yeah. think about, you know, as you build. And like, Chris, I feel like you're not necessarily a designer, but you have such strong design skills because you've worked so closely with designers in your career and you've done a lot of design adjacent work. So I feel like you have a little bit of that UX knack as UX you build. Knack. Yes, um, I have a little bit of UX knack. Although, uh, if you want to, so I am actually taking a design course right now. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> to further do this. And so, uh, I'll throw, so it's called Shift Nudge. Um, uh, it's really, really cool. I but they, they, they do it in cohorts. Um, so it's run by a guy named uh, MDS. His, his, his Twitter. I'm, I'm so bad at actual names versus Twitter handles. I'm going to get better at this one day. That's okay. Um, I'm the same way. Um, but I saw it recommended, and it has a bunch of breakdowns. It's, very, it's, it's around interface design specifically as opposed to overall design. So it, it goes through the fundamentals of, of type, grid, color theory, all these kind of things that I, I think, you know, being a product developer, I've kind of run into because you have to do these things, um, but I didn't have any formal knowledge around it. And so it's been a kind of a great resource for me to kind of like up level my design skills a little bit. And um, one of the cool parts of this course is that when you jump, in, jump into it, they have homework assignments, of course, but they have a bunch of what they call design advisors um, who will critique all your homework for you. And so you post it up in Slack and then they'll send you a critique saying, you know, here's what we liked, what we didn't like and very like concrete feedback, which has been super dope. So um, that's really cool. Uh, again, I recommend that too. Yeah. Skillshare, I think is really good too, especially in some of the more design centered uh, areas. Um, honestly, over, you know, COVID time, I did a bunch of Skillshare courses on calligraphy and I feel like it really improved my calligraphy skills. So if you just have the patience to sort of sit through anything, I think it helps a lot. And I think it's yeah. the same with business. Like, when you're starting a business, yep. the businesses that succeed are the ones that move past problems because all of yep. these businesses will run into the same problems. Mm -hmm. And most of them will fail because they don't either have the patience or the resources or mm -hmm. like the desire to really yeah. move past that. Yeah. This episode uh, ended up being much more business focused than I was I planning. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, let's let's plan how we're going to build our, our website what, live. Like <laughs> tech tools. Uh, oh, no. Business instead. Yeah, uh, I think it's, well, I, business I is interesting. Because, yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one of those things where, like, you have to know this stuff eventually, right? And uh, it feels like it's it's one of those things that I guess people just expect you go and learn by yourself or some point or something or just kind of try and, and fail. I, I don't know. It's like a... Um, I feel like, for me, one thing that's really been resonating with me a lot, especially lately, is just... Okay, I was brought up like an immigrant child. We were yeah. like, my parents had nothing when they came here. You know, they were in communist Soviet Union. Like, you know, they never learned about money and they never really learned about how to attain wealth. They never really yeah. learned about like how to move past where you are born into in your life. And we have a lot of privileges. Yeah. Like I'm white. I'm, you know, I have Jewish privilege. There's definitely like a lot of experiences in my life that give me a lot of privilege. But I feel like one thing that I never was able to get from my parents is learning how to save and invest money, like learning how to build a business and not being afraid to build a business and not being afraid yeah. to work, like move past a nine to five job, not being afraid to 
like work outside the sphere of what is safe. And yeah. as I think I am like grow, getting older, <laughs> I'm realizing <laughs> we're getting older. Yeah, yeah I'm realizing, you know, not most, old at all. <laughs> I think like 95% of Americans are taught yeah. the same thing in school, which is yeah. you work all day, you go to school, you go to college, you get your degree, you work your nine to five, you save your yeah. money in your savings account. And then like you eventually save up for a house that you live in for your life and that's it. And there's like nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And I'm trying to discover what more there is right now, right. like in this journey. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm also from an immigrant family um, and uh, we didn't really talk about money growing up either. Um, and now I'm in, this, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. Uh, I work at a fan, com we both work at fan companies. Yes. Right. So we have like all the, all the privilege in the world basically at this point. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so it's been kind of an interesting journey for me too. I feel like there's a lot of things we've already done. Like we're always talking about our side business, like projects, ideas and things like yeah. that. Like we have a podcast that we do. We make, you know, yes. some money on that. Not a lot, but like it's something. something. And yeah. I think having this experience has also helped us to realize that we could have more of these experiences and like yeah. there's more out there yeah. that we can do. And I also think that we are in these circles of tech people that yeah. have built their own businesses and have, right. you know, created passive income. And that's something that we see as attainable. And right. yeah. I never saw like myself working and making a six figure salary, like ever as a possibility, ever, ever, mm -hmm. ever in my life, ever, until I knew someone who graduated from college in my program and got a job at Twitter. And like, he wasn't even making six figures, but I never even perceived that I could ever get a job at a tech company like Twitter. Yeah. Like that wasn't even a thought in my head. Right. And, and now I see all of my colleagues like working in tech and I know that more and more and more is possible. So right. I don't know, I think that to anyone who's listening to this podcast, like your peers and yourself can achieve these things. Yeah. It's just like knowing you can do it, having a goal and yeah. working at it. Yeah. I think a I, big part of it is like representation and knowing that someone like you can achieve that. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think as you see more people do it, like, oh yeah, I could, I could maybe try something uh, and see if it works out. I mean, kind of like you and I, I have a poli sci degree. So, you know, my, I was pretty, pretty certain my fate was to go to a think tank and make, you know, uh, not much and just write papers all day. And, um, so it's been kind of an interesting experience for me too, kind of growing up and, and, and getting here. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, speaking of like business startups, startup stuff, you know, we just had to do our own new, we just had to found a tools, a business on Stripe. Uh, oh yeah, we just, we were an LLC. <laughs> yeah, we just had an LLC. And so if you are, back to the business business tools, I guess, uh, if you are starting a new a new business or company, we use Stripe Atlas to kind of, um, uh, this is not sponsored, obviously, um, to to create our thing. And it was so easy that it blew my mind because it, just going to the paperwork of filing a new business to me was always just so daunting. I was like, oh, no way I can, you know, I don't want to deal with like, um, the, like the, the, all the bureaucracy of, of creating a business. Uh, and then if, this thing made it like it took took me, me like an hour less than an hour to do this i was like well, what um so if yeah, you're that's good to hear uh thinking about getting into a business and you're kind of confused where do i even start with like the very basics of you know a place to get money sent to me um 
uh, highly recommend Stripe if you haven't already checked it out before. The cool thing is a lot of people want to start a business, right? Yeah. But not a lot of people have the technical skills to do so. And right now, I think starting a web business or an app product or anything like that is probably the most democratized way to start yeah. something because yeah. you don't need a lot of product made like you don't need to like mm -hmm. go to a factory and like do all that up front and pay a lot of money yeah. up front you can pay with your time and build yeah. it and if you're listening to this podcast you're probably a developer or a designer or someone in like the web industry yeah and you likely either know developers if you're not one yourself or you can build the app yourself you know you can yeah. start small there's a lot of tools that will help you along the way if you're building an application you can use things like um What's that site that like connects different apps and like does behaviors? Um, if this, then that. If this, then that. Like you can use yeah. that, you know, connect yeah. forms, connect users. Like there's just so many things that you can do without having to really dive deep into yeah. a, a technology that you don't know. Or you can, you know, find peers in yeah. your network that uh, might be interested in like building something with you. But it's yeah. just, it's cool because you can just build things small, experiment, throw it out there. If it yeah. doesn't succeed in whatever way that you plan success, like you yeah. learned something. And yeah. I've been doing that for five years. Like nothing I've done has like really <laughs> like taken <laughs> off too much. But I've learned a lot along we'll the way. See. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say, you know, uh, it is better than ever now um, in terms of like APIs as a service. You know, I remember when I first built my first kind of like, oh, I'm going to build an app and it will have a login page. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I do login uh, and create yeah. a user and all this stuff? And I was like, this is going to be impossible. Um, and I went through a bunch of these. Like, This was back in the mean, it was mean stack, so Mongo Express, Angular, Node. Um, um, and so you always had, you had all these you know, tutorials around Passport, uh, which is an Express uh, middleware. And it was just all this yeah. shenanigans. And you can still do that today, and, and you probably will have to eventually if you get to a certain scaling point. But now we have things like, you know, Auth0 or Okta or all these different auth services, which make things like making a registration form very easy. So you don't have, you should, you can focus on your product as opposed to trying to figure out how in the world does user registration work. Definitely use the tools that exist out there. And the other thing is, like, a lot of these have paid models for over a certain amount of usage. But if yeah. you hit those, you're probably monetizing at some point, yes. like if you hit the user limit. So you might as well experiment with them and, you know, use them, you know, comparing them. That's what we do on the show. We yep. talk about tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, well, uh, what other tools? So we're trying to build a new website. If we want to pivot over to the website stuff. Um, it's going to be a, a website for our, for our, you know, our podcast, tools, our podcast. And so, uh, I know we were kind of thinking it through a few pieces of tech as infrastructure. Um, anything jumped into your mind right now? So, okay. I feel like we're either going with Next.js or 11D. And the reason why is 11D is a very simple static site generator that I feel like gives you a lot of performance benefits. And mm -hmm. it's just super simple. Like it outputs to a static site, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Um, yeah. I like using it. I have used it before. I think it's great. I don't foresee any server requirements because mm -hmm. we're just going to be hosting our our podcasts and yeah. maybe a transcript if we could figure out a transcription service. Yeah. That's, I want to do we that. Will, 
need to make a few API calls. We didn't have to. So you know, right now, um, Spec Spec FM is our old network, mm -hmm. and um, they are shutting down. Um, we're very sad to lose them. Tears, tears, many tears. Um, but they had a cool thing where they the the feed was populated by our podcast network, which is Simplecast or Podcast Tool, and so I could write I could write our notes down in Simplecast, and it would propagate out to our website. So we will have to make an API call there at some point. But I guess we could do it at build time. We could do it. Um, uh, we could do it client side. I mean, it can populate yeah. as the user scrolls into view, yeah. because the initial load is not going to have the podcast episodes. But I do want it to have all of our tags. I want to start tagging our episodes yes. or having keywords. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if Simplecast allows for tagging. So we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, Maybe other... we. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I I've used Eleven D just a little bit, um, only but only because I don't like Mark, I don't like templating languages. Uh, but I've gotten I've but I think Eleven D is probably is the correct tool since we're not doing any interactive. I mean, I'm happy to use Next. I'm happy to use Next.js. I haven't really used it that much lately, especially. Um, and I know that you Next, like it, yeah. and it's... I do like. <laughs> but I like Next. But it's one of those things where, like, is it the right tool, given that we're just shipping a static website? Um, well, we are making API calls. It is static, though. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. we necessarily yeah. need it. <laughs> it's just so convenient. Um, I'm happy to use it just to experiment yeah. with it. I mean, I, yeah. I would be curious as to what the difference would be in rendering time. Um, mm. There's not, like, a lot that's going to be rendered. I, I got bored on Friday night last week and as one does and i just did like this a one does. fun design yeah it's funky so i did funky. like a little redesign we're doing funky that traditional... is the best word for it <laughs> <laughs> um that traditional like you design and then you pass it over thing <laughs> yeah no we're not gonna do that we're both gonna build it i just took the liberty yeah. of doing some design because i wanted to play with this one typeface which by the way defont it still exists and it is has really? great typefaces oh my god Duff, I used Duffon so much back in the day. What? Yeah, I like all the time back in the day, but um, it's still there and it's still great. And you know what? I back to like the business thing. Like the best websites are ones that solve a need and mm -hmm. that exist and are ubiquitous and just yeah. like evergreen. Yeah. So, I mean, they have done like you know one of those things like you know why is Craigslist so good despite the fact that the UI is terrible. Right, and it's like, oh, it's the UI is not terrible. They sorry, just I'm, don't have like a lot of sorry. design. Let me, but they, they have fun solid on, UI. On, like, <laughs> what is the definition of UX and UI? Uh, and so I would say the UX of Craigslist is great, right? The the like the, 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 the how to get a point A and to point B of Craigslist is amazing because they mm -hmm. they've simplified it so much. The UI is extremely simplistic, um, and it works, which is fine. Uh, but like it's not a designed app per se, right? It's a it's an app that does what it needs to do and does it well, um, even if like it's a little ugly. You know, fun fact: I used to work at a um, a publisher, okay. and um, we one of my tasks was to redesign like a product card. And okay. when we launched the new nicer, more uniform-looking product card, we saw click-through rate go down. Yeah. Because people apparently trusted like more sort of strewn together, <laughs> like 
recommendation pages yeah. than polished ones because it felt like you were selling them something when it was nice and polished and packaged all neat. But when it was sort of just like slapped together, it kind of felt more authentic. So there's like this weird thing of like, there's like, so they've, there are studies that show that, you know, to a certain level, a polished, a polished website imbues more user trust than one that looks really bad. Um, but it, there's like a breaking point of like, it has to be X amount of polished or it's yeah. just bad again. Too polished. Right? <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know. It's like, if you're, there's, so, there's, there's a lot of fascinating research behind like um, mental, like the, the user psychology behind why do people do things? Yes, uh, that's why I really like Don't Make Me Think as a, as a yeah. book and a concept. And also like the make okay, book, because yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just all about like, okay, ship it. Like your idea is cheap. No one's going to steal your idea. Like just ship it and yeah. ask for feedback users yeah and then you'll discover how to make it better and you can mm -hmm. launch it again yeah oh man uh, how, yeah so yeah. <laughs> i also want to quickly talk about like where you come up with inspiration for ideas because i think a lot of people mm. want to do stuff and side yes. projects and they don't really know what that looks like i guess for me it's always been like i have a pain point and i don't like whatever else is out there and i just solve it for myself um which is my, my, my most recent the one i'm working on right now is kind of like oh i didn't like any of the current apps out there and so i'll i'll make one myself uh and i think it's honestly the best way of of building applications because if you build something that you don't actually care about and it's just to be, just to do a marketing thing um it's hard i think it's harder to maintain enthusiasm for it unless that's, you're really into just building stuff um yeah i think I it's and the same. And the main thing is also, you know, if nobody uses your app, at least you get to use it. You use it. I know, right? <laughs> Myself uses it, so it's fine. You're user number one. I am the only paid user of my application, and it's fine. I'm paying myself and Apple, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, um, what is yeah, the know. business model that you're thinking about for your app? So I, I, I went and did some research on the other applications in the same category, and almost all of them have subscription services so it's like you pay for either a month to month or or an annual at a discount um and i plan on essentially running a a free period like a 30-day trial or something mm. um uh, and then swapping over to say hey 30 days have passed um it's going to be a monthly fee or or an annual fee and that way it's going to be sustaining i guess and so that's kind of where i'm going with that all of that seems like difficult to me like how do you track how are you tracking time since sign up and then is that all yeah. in the app that you're using for authentication so, so i'm actually rolling my own rolling my own authentication um uh just because i've done i've done this part enough at this point uh that i can go feel okay doing it but it's basically when i create a user object i have you know i have a created on date essentially on the user and so when they log in i, I verify they're logged in i can also check their um their date status of like you know wh how what is the time since there's probably going to be some weird things have to do with like whatever user you know fudges their date on their profile and something happens i'm not sure what to do about that per se so i'll, I'll have to like figure that one out but um that's essentially the plan there which is just like yeah my my the the back end i'll build for this for this application will handle that kind of checking oh very cool but you'll but mark your if, friends as free, right? Well, I'll mark my friends as free, of course. Uh, 
but if you if you use like um, Apple Pay, uh, so if you ship on um, any of the app stores, you are required to use their payment plan. Um, so um, Apple has their own payment thing, and Google has their own thing too. And both of them have subscription services. Um, so when I when I'm when, I, when I'll be charging someone some money, I'll be I'll be running it through the Google uh, uh, Google um, Google Payment API and the Apple Payment API, as opposed to something I'm running myself. So that'll that'll abstract most of that stuff out to to them versus me. And if you're building um, like a website that's not on the App Store, there are a lot of other ways to monetize as well. One of them yes. is affiliate marketing. So you could yeah. um, you know get an affiliate link for a product that you're uh, sharing or you know are informing users about. You could do just general advertising. Um, you could do native ads, which is basically where you are highlighting something specifically. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. <laughs> so it's like built in to your product. Um, you can get sponsorships. You could sell things like you could sell things you make or you could design things yeah. to sell. And you can go through like a, a print on demand company if you are going that route. There's a lot of different ways to enter a business and lots of different yeah. business models. So it really just depends on what you want to do. Um, yeah. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. One thing that I will say before we close is I made a stupid website like two years ago, like a dumb, small website. It's like one of those, like, I just wanted to play around with, I don't know. I was writing an algorithm that I, that was about like the fashion industry anyway. So I put it online and I shared it with, I think Twitter. And I got like maybe like 30 people to visit the site that day. And then for seven months, I got like two to eight users on my site okay. a day, nothing. Okay. And then okay. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I started getting way more users, like more and more and more. Um, and now I looked and I got 1.4 million page views last year. So, so many, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so I think it's just like, if you keep going, like don't be discouraged if you're <laughs> not seeing results right away. It takes time for anything that you build to get any sense of um, like uh, trust. And, yeah, yeah, like trust, even in search engines, new sites are ranked lower than existing yeah. sites, you know? So I think that's what happened. Like it just built trust over time. When other sites that are ranked highly like link to your site, like that's another way yeah. to like mm -hmm. be a like a discovery mechanism. So just like as as your product grows, you'll see sort of exponential growth. That's what I saw. It was very, yeah. very quick. Um, but don't be discouraged if it takes a while for something while. to yeah. to happen. And if it doesn't, you learn something. Like I forgot that this yeah. site existed. I was about to cancel the, the domain. <laughs> don't buy a domain before you build a product. <laughs> uh, have I already bought my domains? I do. Buy <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's my other tip. Like every time I buy a domain before I build something, I don't build it. But if I build it first and then buy the domain, I've built it already. Well, yes, here we are. <laughs> yes. Also, don't listen to anyone because there is a, a lovely thing called um, success bias where everyone's going to go on TikTok and say that you can start a dropshipping company and you can start this company and that company and make $5,000 a month. And that's because they're one of the 1% that did it successfully mm -hmm. and they think anyone yep. can do it. And it's just hard work. It's a lot of hard work. So, TLDR. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>
<laughs> Good, Good luck. luck. Um, this show took a turn. Yeah, but that's okay. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope yeah. that you did too. Yep. So again, I want to thank our show sponsor, Red Hat, which can help you to build that app and to drive your career through their suite of app development tools for creating enterprise software, microservices, containers, um, all those good things that you likely will need. So access the gated contents of the Red Hat customer portal at developers.redhat.com slash about. Again, that's developers.redhat.com slash about. And if you build something like share it with the world, let us know. You can tweet at us. You can also tweet at us if you have any more questions or want to hear any more topics about tools or other web things. Um, for now, I'm just going to ask you to share this with a friend because that's how people discover our show. That's all we got. Oh, we got. I will Bye. see you all next time. Bye.